1: All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. I've got a good friend and a longtime friend um, who moved away a few years ago, but I'm glad we get to reconnect uh, through the power of technology on our little Zoom recording. Uh, Dr. Rick Fowler has uh, uh, been in counseling for a long time, uh, and uh, and when he was here, uh, he was our uh, family counselor and did some uh, some great things to help uh, understand uh, just kind of uh, raising kids and uh, parenting, and so. I owe a lot uh, to Dr. Fowler, but uh, he's been in uh, the Christian counseling uh, business for a number of years, um, was uh, uh, kind of the set up the Christian counseling at the church that I go to, um, and uh, then took a, um, a, 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 an offer uh, through uh, Truett McConnell uh, University to go out there and set up their um, you know uh, program for Christian counseling, dealing with the biblical worldview uh, at the graduate level. So Dr. Fowler, thank you for coming on the program and sharing a a lot of your wisdom with our young men.
2: Well, I don't know about wisdom, but uh, it's fun to share anyway. (laughs) So good to be (laughs) seeing you again, uh, Dan. It's been a while and uh, glad to reconnect with you. Yeah. Now, are you enjoying, let's just
1: start personal, right? Are you enjoying your time out in Georgia and and, uh, having fun?
2: Well, I'm having both. Uh, Yes. uh, The ability to help train the next generations of licensed counselors from a Christian worldview is very... uh, rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can just sense that God is just using this to uh, train these cohorts uh, in that realm, because uh, a lot of people know how, are Christians, but they don't know how to counsel from a Christian worldview. And so that's my goal is to help teach them to do that.
1: That's fantastic. Well, some of the questions I wanted to ask you kind of just deal with Uh, The development of young men and some of the things that that I'm seeing, and I I think you're probably seeing as well, uh, there's just a lot of complications uh, for young men uh, developing their minds, uh, their hearts, and their attitudes uh, to move kind of what we'd consider from boyhood to manhood. Um, There's a lot of challenges. uh, There's a lot of screen time. There's a lot of um, addiction to pornography. uh, There's a lot of uh, just slower development for our boys that we sort of allow Um, we kind of excuse it away, right? We have the phrase, boys will be boys. Um, And when they're, you know, 25 and when they're 35 and when they're 45, we just keep on using that same phrase, (laughs) boys will be boys. And we (laughs) we kind of never expect them to grow up. And so I just wanted to uh, get your perspective. Um, You know, what what are uh, the challenges that our young men are facing uh, in them developing and transitioning from boyhood to manhood and kind of gaining that responsibility? Um, What are you seeing from the um, counseling perspective uh, that might help, um, our young men make that transition from boyhood to manhood?
2: Right. Uh, this, the, the current culture uh, going from the Z's on. Um, it, it is a difficult transition because there's so much, this generation has never grown up without any social media. Mm. They have always been attached to the hip. I mean, it's like older people have pacemakers for their heart. Uh, from birth, it seems like now all the kids have to have a social media platform that's, uh, attached to their heart. <laughs> right. And, uh, so you talked about executive functioning and development and so forth. We're not born with that, uh, uh, you know, with executive functioning skills, uh, they're developed. Okay. Like anything else. And, um, uh, yes. Um, uh, The brain is fully developed for males, especially around 25 or so, and the prefrontal cortex doesn't really uh, nearly have the functional capacity at age 18 as it does at 25, but a lot of people use this as a means to uh, say, well, as you said, boys will be boys, and they're more impulsive, and they're more... uh, and so forth, and, and to a large extent, they are more, they, they, they're, they're bulletproof. And, mm. uh, but yet at the same time, um, they, they don't seem, this new generation is, is learned so much to uh, hide behind social media that you can, uh, that they have to be, their self-esteem is so fragile that they tie it to that, uh, uh, and their social media that, that, if they're, if they're winning or they're good, or they, people like them, then they like them. If they won criticism, then they defund them, de- defriend mm. them. And, yep. and they grow up with that concept that I have to be perfect. I am, I am a narcissistic God, so to speak. And, and then they get out in the real world and they might have a boss that, criticizes them one time and they and and it's always the boss's fault and we see in this over and over in the whole general population now and all the the rebellion all the rebellion and all the riots and all that stuff you know at Yale University the other day they they were saying the uh, uh, a law school where lawyers are taught to learn both sides and and so they had a debate they were having debate on both sides of an issue and the conservative uh, side started talking and the other wouldn't let him finish you know yes. it's it's like what what's wrong with this culture and uh, and so they what they're doing is doing what they did with their own uh, growing up they they befriend them they de- devalue them so I have a uh, you're hurting me you're not d- thinking what I want you to think so I'm gonna just uh, eliminate it so it's that it's they haven't learned how to process a lot of how to deal with conflict, how that conflict can be positive mm-hmm. and how you can learn through mistakes. And uh, the parents have a lot to do with this. And we can talk about that later uh, and how to help them help. help oh, the kids that, that. that would be
1: good. I'm, so what happens if, you, if you're raising a, a young boy and you want him to develop into a man? Uh, how do you allow uh, conflict, uh, failure, difficulty uh, to come into your child's life when it seems like, you know, the goal of parenting is, is to try to make your kid's life as easy as possible. Um, and that's the problem. Try to try to, try to smooth down that <laughs> track. I think that's it goes that, to a lot uh, of, you know, that, that's the yeah. problem, you know,
2: we, we've, we've gone from helicopter parents to lawnmower parents. Have you heard yeah, that concept lately? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Mow, yeah. Mowing down any obstacle in their way. Yeah. And, and so, and Parents, it what's happening is they're finding kids have zero ability. i'm, I'm, I'm It's not all inclusive, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. a majority of people are uh, kids growing up don't have the ability to make decisions. They not they haven't learned. uh Parents haven't given them options. Say, here's three options. Which one do you want? Mm-hmm. It, everything is guided, and 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 people, kids that go out for job interviews and they they're afraid because mom, can you go with me? <laughs> uh, they, yeah. they want somebody else to make the decision for them. They're finding out that they're not venturing out in, and maybe taking some risk in a positive way for mm-hmm. relationships and whatever. And they're hiding in a cocoon at home. Kids are, kids now are not expected to be especially males, uh, totally on their own outside of mom's and dad's house without mom and dad's, uh, Money at till thirty two. Wow, and 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 that's that's scary. Uh, they expect the family to rescue to to keep them, and they're okay with the basement lifestyle now. It's not a mm. it's not a uh, sign of man. You're a wimp for not getting out on your own. I mean, we were out. I, I got married at twenty and engaged at nineteen. So. <laughs> it's been you know I want it out you know and and today's generation didn't want out right and uh, and so so when when you're dealing with this the 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 lawnmower parents is is, is you know it, you know it's not healthy to uh, uh, to make decisions uh, inability to ask you know they they have to ask parents for help a lot um, they have pro uh, poor problem solving skills uh, mm. uh and so the result is the kids lack a lot of grit resiliency and health and, and it's affecting a lot of their areas and so now they're going into all these uh ai experiences and stuff where they can create their own world and make it sure. uh, what they want and uh and that, and so, and they're okay with that because that's safe for them. Yeah. Uh, so what,
1: what would you say to that? Let's, let's say we're talking to a 24, 25 year old guy who did grow up with those lawnmower parents mm-hmm. uh, and they're, you know, they're listening to this and they're like, Hey, you know, Dr. Fowler, that that's me. Right. I, I, I don't know how to problem solve. I haven't had any difficulties in life. My parents have done everything for me, um, but I would like to do it differently Right. I'm 25 years old um, and I don't want to live in my parents basement play video games or AI the whole time uh, what do I do what what what's what's one two practical things that a young person could do to move right away from
2: one of the that things that I have found and Stanford University did a study on this and, and to be successful you there you have to have two things self-discipline and we're not talking about successful in terms of you making ten million dollars a year, right. but just, uh, just but in life, mm-hmm. self discipline, and you have to be intrinsically motivated. Okay. And they've done studies to show that if you're not intrinsically motivated, the odds of you at the end of your life saying, "Man, life, this journey's been awesome," is a lot less. And they've done longitudinal studies to show that that's true. Um, and uh, delaying gratification is also one of them. So um, first of all, you have to say, it's, it's like getting off of cocaine or uh, any addiction. You have to cold turkey it off. And again, your inside will, you say, how bad do you want to make it? And it really emphasize the choice, you had that choice, you made a choice, mm-hmm. even though your parents did everything for you, you you have that right to make a choice of saying I need I, I love my parents thank them for what they've done but I need to launch myself yeah yeah and so I think uh, doing things uh, uh, I don't know if you remember the, uh, uh, the there was a guy that's head of the Navy SEALs did a did a commencement at University of Texas mm-hmm. make your bed make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you start with little things that every day that you do then, you make the bed yep. and 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 then it, it's the first thing that you do in the morning is a success then you build on that yes and 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 so and then i would strongly urge if somebody has been that long 25 years or so in the cocoon of a parent's home yep they need to really get a life coach to help them set because they have no idea how to make goals and objectives. Right. And so right. need that to, to help them to get out of that, that realm so that they can, uh, uh, begin to have success.
1: Uh, yeah. so it's going to take a little time, but you got to start with something small, be successful in it. Right. It's just, like, it's
2: just like, just like learning a language, Dan. I mean, you, <laughs> I want to learn Spanish, so I don't just go out in one lesson. I've, I can communicate well. I got to start with uh, start, start, basic start words small. and stuff like that. Well, right. It's the same kind of thing. Uh, uh, and yet they they expect. And and the value value system is so interesting. I had a guy came to me the other day. Uh, I was talking to him, and, and uh, he says, I own a large company. And what was interesting, I hired this this college grad and uh two weeks after this girl started working for me she came up and says i need to take a week off to go ski in colorado mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and the whole idea of you earn your keep uh you pay your dues uh, yeah. I, I work with a lot of athletes here and, and on the trip mcconnell university teams and it's, it's interesting. a lot of them come in who might have played at a very small Christian high school, not like Preston would, but, uh, right. and then expect to play big time college ball <laughs> at start, you know, and can't yeah. understand because they, they did good on a D team. Now they want to, you know, you're in college. Now they think they can do the same thing. So it's that a right. mental thing has to change, Dan, as, as they think.
1: I, I love that. That's great. I want to shift. Um, and, and look at the, the issue of uh, what in my day used to be called ADD. Now I think we, you know, we refer to things as ADHD, uh, but just the inability um, for boys or the struggle for boys, especially because uh, that's our focus um, just from a mental standpoint to be able to um, process information um, and to, in a sense, uh, be calm. Uh, school obviously is a difficult situation for, you know, a lot of boys because uh, we're a little bit more active and we're you know, kind of on edge. And we, we like to get up and move around a little bit. And, you know, school, you're sitting there for eight hours a day. Um, you know, church, I've talked to some different people about, you know, there's you know churches out there that are trying to target men. So they're making the sermons like 10 minutes, right? Because that's the attention span for men. Yeah. Um, what, what is, I, I guess, you know, the concept is, what part of that is is a reality? Uh, what part of that uh, do young men need to go in and get help uh, and say, hey, I've got a, an issue with this, and, and there might be some medication that might you know, help out. And well, then here, an what?
2: Here's an interesting research in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. They have found that social media addiction works in the brain exactly the same way as ADHD. Oh, wow. So, therefore, it's sometimes hard to tell that does this person have ADHD or is it just a sodium social media addiction, uh-huh. The attention, everything on social media is quick. You don't, you can't write complete sentences. It's all blurbs. Uh, you have this, it was interesting. Uh, uh, talk about uh, this, uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. The coach has to give their players every 40 minutes, a 10 minute phone break or the, otherwise he says, I can't keep their attention. Wow.
1: <laughs> and these are professional athletes. <laughs> they are professional
2: making $8 million a year and they yeah. can't stay focused for two hours. Yeah. Give me
1: a break. <laughs> That's amazing. But, amazing. So what do we, what do we, what do we do as young people? I know you said, right. Intrinsic motivation, super important. Um, right, yeah. As opposed to just setting up external motivations and other people holding you account, uh, accountable. Right. Uh, the whole idea, right. That I say, Hey, if this is my passion and this is what I want to do, um, this is my drive. I've got to learn to, you know, when my alarm right. clock goes off, I've got to learn to get up
2: myself. Um, right. you know, all these different um, things. Yeah. And see, again, parents, helicopter parents or lawnmower parents have done all that, waking them up and not let them exit it, you know, learn to have those uh, consequences as Conce- they're growing yeah. up. Yeah. But let's say a 25-year-old comes to me, you know, first of all, I, I tell him my story. Um uh, I was in special ed through high school told I was stupid and never go to college. And, uh, you know, it had a lot to do with ADHD and, mm-hmm. uh, and I needed encouragement. The first teacher ever told me I ever to do anything was, uh, when I was a sophomore in college as a philosophy teacher of all things. And, uh, and from that on, I said, I'm going to do it, you know, and again, I'm very intrinsic motivated and, mm-hmm. uh. I, w- I was in the bottom 10% of my high school class. I was the first one from my high school class to get a graduate degree, and, and in a lot of my story, uh, i uh, my story. I, I, it's on uh, what uh, if you if they if your audience goes to Truett Talks T R U E T T Talks, uh, the, my talk is called "What's the Problem?" I understand me. It's it's the idea of ADD and how, how you, you know what it is diagnosis. It's okay. an hour it's an hour program that they can watch in addition to what we're talking I about. I love it. But, I'll put um, a link to it. Yep. But anyway, um, I uh, I like to take the word D and change it ADHD. It's not a disorder. See, uh, it's a difference. Right. And once I learned learned in my life that it, it I wasn't dumb and stupid. It was totally. A difference. See, the people who create the DSM five and all those uh, are prejudiced because you know non ADHD people design who what's a disorder. Well, if ADHD were more in the in the uh, majority, we'd say they're the disorder. But uh, but anyway, uh, so it's a it's a difference. For example, Covey's book on Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, right. Uh, He'll say, when you're doing assignments, you do the, uh, the rocks first, then the pebbles, then the, you know, then the sand. Yeah, start with the big uh, things. But with ADD, you got to do the opposite. <laughs> you got to do the little things first to, before you can get. For example, if I have five things to do, four of them are five minutes each. And then the last one is an hour if I do the, uh, for an ADHD person, if I do the one thing first, that's an hour subconsciously I'm thinking, Oh, I got four more hours. Yeah. But if yeah. I do, if I do <laughs> the first, if I do the four or five minutes, that's 20 minutes and I still have an hour project, I'm four fifths through. Yeah. And so when I learned that skill, it really helped me in my studying. It helped me in a lot of things and it helps clear, clear the mind. When you get rid of the little sand and the pebbles, you can stay focused but when you have to do the big one first then your mind is locked in oh i got so much to do and oh
1: i know, you know i i love i love
2: country. that i uh I, so i had a
1: you know similar um you know i look at myself diagnosed add when i was a young person and uh you know i had a teacher help me understand that hey your, your mind works differently you're processing information you're, you're making connections uh, one of the things he uh, told me was always have a um, a notebook with you to write things down. So as your mind, yeah. right. Process that, that information. Um, and Absolutely. then I, um, in, in eighth grade, I got a four color pen, right? So, you know, Correct. red, you know, green, black, and blue. And I've always had a four color pen with me, right? I'm 52 years old. I still carry a four color pen <laughs> um, because I, I put things in color so
2: that my mind can process yep. it, and
1: I, I can understand it. And
2: that's just, that's just how I work.
1: Um, and that's and so how I, I work.
2: Think, I always yeah. said, uh, I tell students, uh, to keep their mind from getting distracted and having a whole bunch of things, have a, have a distraction sheet. So right. If, or you're yeah. studying if something comes up, oh, I forgot to call Bill Then write that, that down, write
1: it down over there, and but get then there take
2: care of it later, but make sure all your social media is off. And they even talked about how, uh, instrumental music is somewhat good in the background for white noise, not anything with words to it, because then you start thinking about it, but have something yeah. that, that can distract them along. But, uh, most ADD people are highly kinesthetic people and they need energy release. Yes. So, uh, so to start, just say, sit down and study, you know, a lot of teachers make a mistake in grade school, for example, kid acts up in class because he's at ADD. He's just kind of rambunctious. And so recess comes and they said, well, your punishment is you can't go out, Oh, it's the worst!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. No, get them outside. Let them really. the in. first
2: thing is, you need them outside so yes, they can relax yes. and so they can stay still when they get back in your class.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, oh, good, might- well,
2: Doctor Fowler. There's there's a there's a lot of good
1: things for us to process through there, and I think just for for young men, um, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is, um, you know, we don't need to come up with excuses. Uh, we need to set some goals. Um, you might need to have some help. Uh, from somebody outside right. to kind of help you set some goals, um, to keep you accountable. But really at the end of the day, um, that intrinsic motivation, that uh, desire to become the man that God has created you to be Absolutely. Uh, really needs to drive you um, to accomplish things. And, and it's okay to start small, right? Like yeah. when, the, when the butterfly comes out of the cocoon, right? The wings yep. may not be fully formed yet. You need to
2: yep. you
1: know, start making the bed and getting up in the morning and, and, and getting things done. But right. it, it's going to hopefully grow and develop over the years to come.
2: Yeah. And, and and the other thing I would say to young men or pe- people say, well, you know, your brain is not developed as much. You're not as going to be, you're mature and so forth. I said, well, let's take a look at scripture. What about Daniel? He was a young mm-hmm. teenager mm-hmm. and he demanded the total attention of the, uh, of the King. Yeah. And he was set apart to be the number two guy in the whole country with his commitment. So again, his intrinsic motivation, his commitment to God yeah. can overcome what the, the ladder development of the brain is so forth. Uh, so those yeah. are, you know, just some of the uh, ideas that, you know, uh, you know, and also Timothy, you know, Paul says to Timothy, continue in the thing that your mommy taught you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, He was a diligent student as a youngster. I
1: love that. Well, speaking of, one of the other things that I think always helped my brain uh, to be able to process information slowly was I I was a reader at a young age, uh, and I talked to so many young people, especially young men, um, that just talk about how they can't read, they don't read, um, and I think reading is an important thing to help your brain um, be able to take things to the next level. So I think you know if, if men can become readers, we're going to put that as part of our program. We're going but to you, know, you know, you know, and
2: I totally agree with you. But our society totally disagrees with me. Yeah, exactly. Because why read when I can just Google what's the answer to this and get the answer without having to read the answer? What's the yeah. end of the story here without having <laughs> to read read it? You know, everything is so, uh, and, and memorization skills uh, is so. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, my parents, were, I, I was raised as a missionary kid in Central America, and my parents mm-hmm. uh, kind of over what I thought they went overboard in their t- spiritual training, but they didn't. I mean, now <laughs> I'm glad they made us <laughs> memorize a dozen verses a week before we could play oh, wow. on Saturday. Wow. And today, I am totally grateful. Back then, I hated it. But uh, to, in our c- culture today, because I can say, you know, I can just Google the verse. I don't have to memorize anything, but scripture says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. It's, it, you don't, you don't, if it's, it doesn't get into your heart by just looking at it on a screen. Very true. And so, so the importance of, of helping kids uh, learn to get away from, you know, what we were talking about earlier, uh, the, the uh, lawnmower parents and all that. And I want to start doing something, start memorizing something every day, I love that that they can start to to re, uh, to to develop in their own life so that they can. And that's where that reading comes in. Uh, most ADD people hate to read. Yeah. And so on some I I, I make them I, I, I would take an eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper, uh, uh, cardboard, cut out about two inches at the top and paint the whole thing black and they can put it over the page and then bring it down and only read two or three lines at a time, they can focus better on that way. But, uh, but so whatever it takes to start reading it, it is important uh, uh, because that's how that, that stimulates the brain and it keeps the brain from, uh, they say when you're older, if you don't read or do things that you haven't done before, you, your brain starts to deteriorate as far as the ability to think. So sure. It's a, it's a is, muscle is, if you don't very, use very it important.
1: That, yeah it's not going to work well dr fowler yeah this is a great um just challenge for our young men uh, to become uh, the men that god created them to be and there's a there's a lot of work which is why we call the show training for manhood there's some work that goes into it so hopefully uh, the guys who listen to this are going to walk away um feeling uh, not only encouraged but challenged uh, that they've got some work to do to uh, to become the men that god has designed them to be so i appreciate your time dr fowler
2: our pleasure to be here
0: Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.